Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Being said, you can hear it every weekend. We we had to adjust the schedule today. We're gonna to do one to three, one to four, whatever. You know, we'll, we'll roll with the flow as where the show goes. As Sonny Clark is flying solo, no square vote today. So that means you get me, the man, the myth that is the hardest working man. In sports radio, you get a little bit more from me usually on a day like today because my mind starts going haywire and I don't have my, uh, you know, MVP with me, that being Cuervo on the show. It could get ugly, especially once I start talking. Sometimes I don't even know what I say until I go back and listen to it and go, well, okay, that's true, but maybe I might not want to have said that, but. That's what you get here today. Welcome into the show, our 10th season. Guys, our 18th episode so far this year. That's going to pick up here really soon as well because we have Rowland Eagles Varsity Football starting up at the end of August, beginning of September. Look out for our preseason show that will talk about the team Talk about the Rowland Eagles looking at their schedule, looking what they're doing, opening up a new stadium here and all these huge stadiums that open up for high school football here in Dallas, Texas area. And Rowland gets another one. So it's going to be awesome. Last year they were over at uh, the McKinney's uh, new ISD stadium. Beautiful stadium. Oh, my word. You should only be so lucky to play high school football in some of these stadiums that are being built. And listen, we all know high school football is big, big time. And, of course, the Couch Potato Sports Show having a show in Dallas, Texas, and not doing high school football, you know, that would just be stupid. So uh, we are here. We're all set and ready to go for that. Watch out for that. Also, don't forget, I know – what I'm going to say is in the future, but in December, Sonny works on his cadence from going from football to basketball, Rowlett Eagles varsity basketball, and I give the, the games that we actually do are not part of our sponsors' shows. They get them. They get the free plays and everything else, so it's good for them, um, and we'll be doing that in December so I can get my basketball cadence away from football and we can be all ready to go. So look out for that. Lots of things going on on the Couch Potato Sports Show as far as what we are doing and getting all set for 
that upcoming season of high school football. That being said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're going to go till three, maybe four. I don't know. Just depends on how it goes. But normally I start off the show because we have an occasion of our co-host being a little late, whether he's getting high and dry, you know, high and tight um, or whatever. And what we usually do during the time until Cuervo makes an appearance on the show is we talk indoor football champions, indoor football, which is the league that I'm officially a part of as the director of operations of that. There were two games last night. One was the Texas Revolution Road game. And by the way, I, I had to set these games up as the Texas Revolution did fold, but there were dates that had to be um, fulfilled for the Texas Revolution. My job was to get that all set up. My job was to get the team there. My job was to make sure they show up, and we did that. Three games as the North Texas Savages did go over and have a game, and they took on the Sioux City Bandits. That was the Sioux City Bandits' last home game. Unfortunately, it was the Savages, not the Texas Revolution, which would have been an outstanding game, by the way. Uh, but unfortunately, that did not happen because of the situation with the Texas Revolution and where they ended up. So, as we move into the games that happened, let's talk about that. We can hop into the standings before this weekend because there were a lot of things going on as far as the standings on certain things that would or could happen in Champions Indoor Football based upon what the standings were as far as this season was upcoming. And it was a good good upcoming uh, week of football. The Duke City Gladiators went on the road, guys. And this is the team they were looking for a victory that would clinch the South Division or Conference of Champions Indoor Football over the Amarillo Venom. And with the loss from Oklahoma – um, and the victory for Duke City, two things happened. Duke City wrapped up that first spot. They will have a home playoff game for the first round of the playoff for the South. They will be taking on, by a loss by the Oklahoma Flying Aces, the Amarillo Venom. So the Venom will go on the road to take on the Duke City Gladiators in the Southern Conference Championship game. I want to try to make that game. I don't know if I will um, as far as other obligations before that, so I'll be out there. The North is a little bit more different because of where teams are and the standings are. So that being said, when we went into this week, we in the North, we had the Omaha Beef at seven and two on the season, followed by the Salina Liberty at th six and three, Sioux City five and three, and Wichita was two and eight. Got a game today, by the way, as the Wichita Force are at home. They will be taking on um, a team in reality that really has a lot of work to do especially going into the playoffs. And I'll get to that game in a moment. But uh, in the South, we talked about Duke City wrapping up the South um, and Amarillo in second. Those two right there. 
But the North is really interesting, and with the games that are happening this week, um, there are some other things that are interesting about that. As Omaha is going to be at 7-2 and two, right now on top of the Northern Division, we'll be taking on the Amarillo Venom. And if Omaha will get that victory, they will snap up the first round or the first home game for the conference championship in the North. They would improve to eight and two with two games left to go. Now, Salina is on the road. They'll be taking on, and this is at four o'clock. And guys, if you want to watch this one, you can do so. You can head on over to uh, the um, Pluto TV platform. You can download the application or just go to Pluto TV and you go to channel 223 at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you will see this line of liberty at home against the Wichita Forks. It's going to be a good game, and it's an important game for Salina as they are trying to hold on because with the victory last night for the Sioux City Bandits, the Sioux City Bandits have improved to 6-3 and three on the season. So Salina, if they take the loss against the Wichita Force, who are 2-10 and 10 on this season, it will really shake up the second and third place positions in the Northern Conference of Champions indoor football. So that one's going to be an interesting watch, basically to see if Salina can get over the hump and get the victory and lock in a playoff spot um, as well. And then if they don't, though, they will fall to six and four on the season. The bandits will jump in front of Salina temporarily because they have one game left that they have played this year. So looking out for this one, going to be an interesting, interesting, wild last three weeks here in Champions Indoor Football. So watch out for that one. It's going to be huge. Now, on Monday, the Omaha Beef go on the road. They're 7-2 and two on top of that division. A loss here and a Salina win will have both of these two facing each other, but Salina will take over the first place uh, position in the north. So a lot of things going on in this one is what it is. Now, last night, Duke City Gladiators do get the victory over there at Oklahoma taking on the Flying Aces. So Duke City having a very uh, successful season so far this year, a good team all around uh, at pretty much at every spot, get to win 77-43 to in Oklahoma. It is a very hard fart game for three quarters, and then the Gladiators stretch their legs in the fourth quarter, starting in the fourth of the quarter, to get that victory uh, uh, over there. So those that are Duke City Gladiator fans, those that know that they were the 2018 CIA champions last year, are all set and ready to go. So big game, though, for them and the big game for Salina um, on June 22nd at Duke City. The reason why that game is important it's not for the South, it's for the North because of what's going on Salina and Omaha. So Salina on June 22nd 
will be taking on the Duke City Gladiators at Duke City, and that could be a huge game in reality. Facing the Salina of Liberty as they, you know, hit the they hit the road today to take on the Wichita Force. Well, it's a little bit different next week as um, on June 15, the Liberty then will go to Omaha. That one is the last two weeks for the Salina Liberty is huge when you talk about indoor football and champions indoor football. So they got Wichita, almost a, a very important game for them so they can get there. And if Omaha loses on Monday night, that could be a, a big fight right there. But on June 15, the Liberty go on the road to take on the Omaha Beef. Those two top teams, as of right now, will face off, and then the Liberty will take on the Duke City Gladiators. So when you look at Omaha, Omaha are in the same position. Now, Omaha on Monday will take on a tough, Amarillo Venom football team and the Amarillo Venom are going to be coming to win that game and the main reason why they're going to be coming to win that game is is that when they play the quality football teams going into the playoffs they need this time they need those reps up against other teams that are right there so they can have a good standing and a good game against Duke City so after Monday, the Salina Liberty, five days later, will be out on the football field taking on uh, the Omaha Beef at Salina. No, Omaha's at home against Salina. Mark that. They have this written a little bit weird. And then they, um, Omaha Beef are at home to take on the Sioux City Bandits in their last game. Three tough games for the rest of the season for the Omaha Beef and in order for them to stay on top in the South. Dropping these games could be a turn out to be a big time problem for the Omaha Beef if they cannot recover and then they're fighting with Salina and Sioux City for a playoff spot. Should be very interesting to let you know. Now, that also being said, when you take a look at Sioux City and the North and where they are, let's take a look at last night, the Texas Revolution, then the Sioux City Bandits on Saturday, June 15th, they go on the road to take on the Oklahoma Flying Aces, and then they finish out the season on the road in Omaha. We just talked about that. So, very interesting last few weeks in Champions Indoor Football before we hit the playoffs um, at the um, end of June Remember, they have the playoff game the weekend of the 29th of June. Then they take a week off because it's July 4th, and then the week after that, the championship game. So the championship game will be played one of four places. Three of those teams have figured, or two of those, uh, mark that. One of those games have been figured out that's in the South that will be in Duke City. But the North they're still trying to figure out who and where they're going to go. So watch out for Champions Indoor Football, 4 o'clock today. Watch as the Salina Liberty go on the road to take on the Wichita Force. Even though the Force are 2-8 and eight out on the season, 
this is still a tough football team. You guys show up and win. And that's one thing that Haran O'Neill, the head coach of the Salina Liberty, does know. And we'll be watching that. And we'll be watching the rest of the season as uh, the champions indoor football moves on. So, without Cuervo, I did my little spiel on indoor football. We'll do that. But what we usually do after that is we go into our first break. When we do that now, guys, we're going to come back. We're going to talk a little bit of NHL. Uh, the St. Louis Blues have an opportunity to close it out tonight. We'll talk a little bit about that and that series. Also, NFL rumors out there, the NBA things that we're going to be covering here on the Couch Potato Sports Show today. So, everybody, we're going to take our quick first break. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. Our Sunday morning tradition continues on into our 10th year and our 18th episode. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chang Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chang Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chang Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. 
Also Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at CosloInsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com.
having been set. I had my microphone. I'm not sure if I was talking to myself or not. I will edit that out. But I was just talking to NHL and the Blues and stuff like that, so watch out for that. So, uh, yeah, we missed that whole part. I realized that I was on mute. So if you're not an NHL fan, you you, you miss out. But that one's going to be a good one. 7 o'clock tonight, Blues, make sure you get on over that. Game by hey. The Blues got to win this game tonight. They don't win this game tonight. They're not going to be able to go to Boston game number seven, get the victory in Boston. So if they're going to wrap it up, they better wrap it up here tonight. And by the way, if they do go to a game seven and the Blues do beat the Bruins in game number seven in Boston, man, that's got to be the, one of the biggest upsets in a long, 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 long time. So watch out for that. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. So what does that do? That leads us to Major League Baseball, MLB. And hopefully, again, we can get the godfather of fantasy sports, Lenny Melnick, to come in along with Andy, talk a little Major League Baseball. But I, I will tell you right now, there's a lot of things that are going to be going on. And when you look at the standings at this time of the year, and and if you're a local right here in Dallas, Texas, normally, you know, a couple of years back, since the Rangers have started being good, but before that, usually June 1st, we were done talking about the Rangers. But the last five years, they've actually, four years, they've actually been able to stay around at the beginning of June. That having been said, just right now, games that are going on top of the fifth, the Rays are on top of Boston, 3-1. to one. Top of the fifth also in Philly. Philly's got a 2-1 lead over Cincinnati. The middle of the fourth, Arizona with an 8-2 route right now over Toronto. Let's see if they can hold on to that. And then the top of the fourth, the Yankees, they're up 5 nothing over Cleveland in Cleveland. Bottom of the fourth, it's 8-1 Minnesota all over the Tigers. In the bottom of the fifth, the Mets all over the Colorado Rockies in New York. Three to one in the bottom of the fifth, Miami over Atlanta. Miami at home on that one. Bottom of the second, uh, 0-0 Houston and Baltimore. Bottom of the second, 2 nothing, the Pirates over Milwaukee in Milwaukee. And the Sox got a one nothing lead over Kansas City in Kansas City at the top of the second. Later on, you'll see the A's take on Texas in Texas. Dodgers are in San Francisco. Seattle's at Los Angeles taking on the Angels. The Nationals on the road taking on San Diego. And then the game of the night. And I know this. I got to have three things going on here today. But I'll be watching hockey and baseball as the St. Louis Cardinals are in Chicago on Sunday night baseball taking on the Cubs. So, lots of stuff. I mean, if you're a fan of Major League Baseball and you're a fan of sports, this is a really good weekend to watch it, especially a Sunday night game. So, taking a look at the standings in Major League Baseball, uh, because some of it seems a little lopsided and some of it doesn't. So, let's start in the American League East. The Yankees are on uh, 
uh, tied up actually right now with the Tampa Bay Rays. They've come back, although they have lost two in a row, and the Rays have lost last night as well after winning on, uh, on Friday night. The Yankees and Tampa Bay are knotted at 39-24 and 24 on top of the East right now, ALE. Boston, they are six games behind in this one, okay? They're 34-31. and 31. They won last night. Toronto lost three in a row. They're going to lose tonight as well. And, boy, we're getting a rainstorm. Gosh, I hope – yeah, I got my windows up. Rainstorm right down here in Wiley, Texas. It is coming down big. It's amazing what happens when you turn your head to the right. There's a lot more to the world besides the computer screen. <laughs> uh, and uh, Toronto 23 and 41. They're 11, uh, uh, 16 games out. By the way, Boston's only one game out in the American League wild card, just to let you know. Uh, Baltimore, 20-44. Uh, Over in the American League Central, Minnesota's on top of that one by nine and a half games. They are 42-21. and 21. Cleveland's next at 33-31, and 31. nine and a half games back in the Central. So the Central is kind of god-awful. And the Sox, the White Sox, 30-33, and 33, below 500 yet again. It's really disappointing as a Chicago White Sox and a Cup fan, but just to see a team under 500 at this portion makes you sick. Detroit, 24-37. and 37. They're 17 games out. Oh, my God. God. Kansas City, 22-and-a-half out in that 20-44. and 44. The American League Central, only one's going to come out of that unless Cleveland gets on a roll. And they can because they, at times they have some good pitching going on. And that's what's going to keep you in game. So Cleveland's going to hang on by a thread. They're nine and a half back. They'll be fighting for the wild card because right now in the wild card, they're only a game and a half back. Boston's a game back. So that takes us to the American League West where Houston – 44 and 27 on top in that division. Texas is 34 and 29, eight and a half back. And they are right now, you know, fighting for a wild card as well. Oakland 32 and 33, just one game under 500. They're 11 and a half back, but only three games out of the wild card. The Los Angeles Angels 31, 34, 12 and a half back in the West. Only four games back in the wild card. And then uh, Seattle, 27-41, pretty much write them off. But Kansas City, Kansas City and Baltimore, along with Toronto, I mean, we're talking about teams that haven't won 25 games on all season long. There's only one team worse than that's the Miami Marlins at 23-39. and 39. They're in the National League. So let's go to the National League in the East where the Miami Marlins are on the bottom of that division at 23 and 41. They're 13 games out of the first place in that division and 11 games out of the wild card. So on top is the Philadelphia Phillies. They're 37 and 27, holding it down two games back are the Atlanta Braves at 35 and 29. Um, So uh, fighting the battle for the wild cards right there will be Atlanta. The Mets, 31 and 33, two games under 500, six games out of the top of that division. Eight games back are the Nationals at 29 and 35. And we already talked about Miami, how bad they are. In the National League West, the Dodgers, who have been really 
just playing really well. Last week they were eight and two in their last ten. Guess what? In the last ten they're still eight and ten. They are forty four twenty one on top of that division. Colorado's a game and a half back in reality, as far as the are ten games back in reality, they're thirty three and thirty. They're a game and a half back in the wild card fighting for that National League wild card. Arizona's thirty three and thirty two, just a game above five hundred. And they're 11 games back in their own division, only two and a half back for the wild card. Over in San Diego, 33 and 32. And, guys, we may lose electricity because I'm getting a little flashing of what's going on as far as the electricity is around here. So if we have to cut our show short, it will be because there's no electricity. San Diego, 33 and 32. They're two and a half games back in the wild card, but 11 back in San Francisco. This is a team that's fallen off. They used to be a good Baseball team, not anymore, guys. 26 and 37. They are 11 games under 500. Pathetic. But when you talk baseball, you talk what's going on, you, you get towards, you know, you're always talking about the Yankees. You're always talking about, you know, where the Boston Red Sox are in this one. But I will tell you right now, as far as, you know, by the way, um, the uh, Jays. They signed their second-round draft pick. There's a picture of Williams out of there. Um, and uh, Grinky had a big game against the Blue Jays. they got to continue with that kind of game. Red Sox and Rays split the doubleheader yesterday. Yank means they put Jermaine uh, uh, on the I, uh, IL injured list with a hip flexor. Gardner fires helmet. Splits with leading to six stitches. So, Cubs rally past the Cardinals last night. So, if you're keeping track of that, Guerrero Jr. Um, can't be saved. The Blue Jays season, not at all. But it's a good place for Guerrero Jr. to be to realize what tough times are in Major League Baseball. So, Jones hired uh, – he almost twice driving in five as the Tigers beat the Twins last night, but right now that's not the case. So watch out for that. So that's that's Major League Baseball news. That is going on. We'll keep our eyes out on that one. So covered the NHL, even though it was on mute. We covered Major League Baseball. Now it's time to get in. Let's talk some NBA. We're going to split the time on the NBA because there's lots of things I want to talk about the NBA. And whatever it may be, it's going to be interesting. Right now, if you if you believe all the hype, Raptors are all business. Are they all business or are they in fluke zone? And you know, some people will say, "Sonny, you know, this, this is not fluke. Everybody's seeing it coming." You want to know what? I, I I am not falling for people who say, "Yeah, I picked the Raptors." Because if you watch this game at all, you would have been all over the Golden State Warriors. Listen, and, and whatever the case may be, and because Kevin Durant was healthy, oh, as soon as Kevin Durant, I would say that I, I'm not. I'm just not buying you guys. If you're a Homer Raptor fan, I'm all right. But really, guys that watch this, I know they were on record before the the thing. Ah, oh, you know, you know they. Hey, some people take a shot in the dark. Using common sense, you're on the Warriors on this all the way. At least I think that I can be that person that has common sense. 
You know, some people some people think that Sonny Clark doesn't see common sense. Sometimes he talks out of it, but I, I'm going to tell you right now. When I think about what you know, when I, I've got to be the voice of reason. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Sonny, you having to be the voice of people who watch this sport where I'm going. I'm I'm just not buying this one. I I can't I can't buy this because of the simple fact of the matter of who the Warriors are and people that watch this. Just not buying it. And they just get lucky. Say, yeah, I'll take the Raptors. But if they put money on it, their money was on Golden State. But, you know, say whatever you want. Right now, the Raptors are one one win away from the NBA championship. I'm going to give them the credit. But now, there's got to be a lot of things that are be going on. You know, Kyle Lowry being focused going into the game on Monday for game five, I get it. But he said the right thing. We haven't done anything yet, and you're right. Because if they're going to get Kevin Durant back in the lineup, I don't care what it is. Golden State can win three in a row, and this is done. So if they're going to start doing that, they better get it done. And in this playoff, okay, you know, being level-headed is going to be the reason why that they win it. Because if they get if they're not level headed, it's going to be something that's going to go right now. But the key to this in reality is Kawhi Leonard. Everybody knows that. And if Kawhi plays on a high level, they could get this done. But Kawhi Leonard has a habit of fading away in some games, and he's been known to do it for more than one game. And if they're overpowered with Kevin Durant back, and he is one hundred percent, they don't match. Game number five right now. They've they got to prepare for Kevin Durant. This guy will be back. Right now, that calf injury, they're going to test it. Hasn't played in the series yet. And we all know that this would be a different series with KD in the lineup. And if you don't believe that, and you you know honestly thought that the Raptors could beat Golden State with Kevin Durant out on the court, I think you're a liar. I just don't believe you. Golden State is a total different basketball team with their player, and that's Kevin Durant. You can talk about Stephen Green and all these other guys all day long, but there was a reason why that guy ended up on the basketball team. Now, I'm not saying that Golden State couldn't have won a championship without him. Maybe they could or maybe they couldn't. They proved that they can before, but unfortunately, they couldn't get the wins in order to give KD the time to come back for game number six and really rest the cap. Now, the Cavs will be tested in game number five because there's no reason whatsoever that we're not going to see Kevin Durant out on the basketball court. Now, he'll be limber. You know, he won't be as limber as he normally is, I mean. I mean, you will see him going half speed until it's time for him to make a move. But watch it. So, you know, they're back home, you know, Sunday. Today, be interesting. So, winning two in Oak, I'm going to say right now, that's big. Now, with game number five, Kevin Durant coming back in here, Warriors coach Steve Kerr said Durant planned to practice with the team today. So, we'll see where that goes. 
But that is big news out of the NBA area. You can say whatever you want about the NBA. You can, and, and guys, it is unwatchable, but it is the finals. This is the time that you do watch it. You know, and if they can get that victory, that will be huge. But are they capable of getting it? I don't know. Just got the reports here, just to let you know, an hour ago. Durant was out on the basketball court in practice. So that happened. Doesn't really say where he is at in reality. But he missed the first four games of this Western Conference Finals right now with this calf injury they got in the second round against Houston. Three games to one. Game five on Monday. Big day today on whether or not that we're going to see Kevin Durant back on the court. We'll know. We'll find out if we'll get the answer on that one. But, you know, there's lots to be said about a Warriors team, especially with Kevin Durant. Where will Kevin go? Will always be this question right now. If they win, I think he goes. If they lose, he may stay. I don't know. He may still go. But the reality, the third quarter, game number four, that was Kawhi Leonard's time to shine, and he did it. He took it. And he put Golden State with an opportunity to go home very quickly and only one win in the finals. Again, I don't think they get the victory on Monday. I am on Golden State, especially with Kevin Durant back, especially since that game, in reality, you can say whatever you want. They wanted that game. But the fact of the matter is them losing is not any great big surprise. That tells you how confident they are when they have a Kevin Durant in the lineup. And I think they stole that game in game number four. That would just put them in the driver's seat. So will they get the opportunity to dethrone the Warriors? It is there. And the numbers for Kawhi have been outstanding. And you say whatever. I, I'm not buying the story about Kevin Durant having rust. Believe me, Kevin Durant will come to play when he is ready and he feels 100% he'll take it there. But I will tell you right now, this is a total different game regardless what the health of Kevin Durant is. So watch out for that one. But I will say, just watching what I have been watching, Golden State looks tired. They really do. And I don't know if that's going to be there are going to be any kind of signs, any of that changing. But Kawhi Leonard does have it. And there's no time to be exhausted right now if you are the Warriors. Now, guys, the Warriors are going to, if they lose this one, it's not like the Raptors are going to jump up and be the favorites next year in the NBA to win it all. 
Because, hell, we don't even know if Kawhi Leonard's going to stay in Toronto. This is a temporary stay, although a very successful one. And this is a team that has been on the cusp of winning, you know, and getting to where they are right now for the last three years. So, and, and I don't know. I mean, I look at the other teams over in the West, and, and I mainly look at a team like Houston, and I want to know, this is a team that wants to bring back Mike D'Antoni. Now, guys, I don't, I don't want to, um, how do you say, insult anybody. I don't want to make. I, I don't want to. I don't want to do this. But really, when you think hey, about hey, Mike D'Antoni, yes, this guy does not impress me at all. I'm sorry, and I don't know where this guy has picked up that he is some kind of basketball genius. Maybe it's because he's just doing the best he can with what he has. But they signed, they re, they re-up him, Mike D'Antoni. They're talking about the extension. It hasn't happened yet, but it's going to happen. Because where's D'Antoni going to go anyway? Again, this guy's never impressed me as a coach. Okay, guy's been coaching since 1990. Okay, since 1990. He's been an assistant, uh, assistant in two places since then. He was the head coach everywhere else. He was the assistant with the Nuggets in 97 to 98. He was the assistant in Phoenix. That's where I watched this guy. I'm glad they got rid of him. Then he was pathetic with the Nets. And no one on the Lakers liked this guy. Philadelphia, he was the assistant head coach. He should have been head coach in that team. And then the Rockets grab him up. Now, he was coach of the year in 2017, not impressed. Sorry, just not. It was that, yeah, but he was a champion as a player, 97 to 2002, when, so there you go. But really, when you talk about D'Antoni on who he is, he hasn't done anything. And I'm not impressed with it. And frankly, the Houston Rockets can do better. And frankly, if they keep a Mike D'Antoni, they're not going to win the. They're not going to win the. The West. It's just not going to happen. They may get them to the playoffs. Where where they go, I don't know. So that takes us up into the top of the hour now. But, guys, we're going to be talking a lot more. We'll maybe get Cuervo in at some point uh, within the next two weeks. We'll talk about the NBA champions on what's going on. Now, guys, we are going to go into what I do best and what we do best here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We are going to go into the NFL. Guys, there's lots of news, lots of things that are being talked about. And I'm going to tell you just straight out, this is an absolute joke coming our way. So let's do this. 
We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, let's get into the NFL. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your... This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggies Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunday Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors, plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? 
your best bet is to contact my friend Michael Smith of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation, restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles letting you know about perfection body sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. Forget about Champions Indoor Football. The Salina Liberty on the road taking on the Wichita Force. And then, of course, we have hockey tonight. Don't forget about that. The Blues trying to win the Stanley Cup Finals because going to Boston for Game 7, don't think they got the chance, so they better take care of it now. Now. Major League Baseball, lots of stuff going on. We'll try to get in the godfather himself here. But I have to go to major or to, to the NFL, and I've got to talk about someone that seems to have lost his mind. Now, a lot of times we get people talking, whether it be commentators, whether it be you know coaches, but we got players that have lost their mind as well, and we get them on and we talk about their craziness. Now, I just don't know. And, and, and that's all right. It's all right if I don't know. But the fact that when you got players that live in their own little world, I, you know, the one that's coming, and this one comes, okay, this was just reported at noon, okay, two hours ago, okay? I didn't even have time to soak this in, but I read the headline that said Blake Bortles expect to become a starting quarterback again. In today's NFL, I'm trying to figure out what we're – hey, Blake, do me a favor, just just in case that you don't know, okay? You being a starting quarterback, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It's as outlandish as it sounds. 
after, you know, playing with the Jacksonville Jaguars, an opportunity opened the doors with that defense to where a guy who is mediocre, and I'm possessed at that, Blake Bortles is not a good NFL quarterback. I tell that to his face. Stand right in front of me. I wouldn't kiss his ass. I wouldn't do anything. I would say, Blake, you're having a you're having a tough career. Was released by the Jacksonville Jaguars. How he caught on with the Rams a week later still blows my mind. As Jared Goff obviously has cemented the quarterback position. But Blake Bortles expects to become a starting quarterback in the NFL once again. You know, I've talked about Blake Bortles a lot in this show. and You can go back and do it. But really, when you think about this, you know, Blake Bortles should be a third pick as far as a quarterback is concerned for a football team. If he's your first pick, just imagine how bad your football team really is, okay? If he is your first pick, and if he's your backup, you better hope your starter doesn't go down. And L.A., you better do something because you don't want Blake Portals as number two. Sorry, you don't. And we, we can, you know... We can sit and argue the point all day long. But him saying that he's going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL, it is. Steven, you're right. But the reality of the sense, when you talk Blake Bortles, Blake Bortles and starting quarterback in the NFL is not going to go together. I don't think so, Jim. I don't think so either. So, what are you going to do here? You're the you're the Rams, and this guy having confidence is wonderful. Does that mess up what's going on in the locker room? Going in, if this guy thinks that he's going to be the starter, he's crazy. I don't think he's that stupid. So, you can say whatever you want, but if there's another opportunity in the NFL for him to start, he's going to have to fight for it, and especially in L.A. Unbelievable. Blake Bortles expects this. Now, we can talk here. You can talk about, you know, hey, at least he's got a job. And, you know, having meet up with Sean McVay, The L.A. head coach, maybe that's a good thing. You know, Sean McVay, supposedly this quarterback whisperer, maybe he can change something about Blake Bortles' game to where he can get another job, but it's not going to be a starter in L.A. So, is he really the backup, or, you know, what's going to go on? The Rams' downfall will be that they don't do something about their backup quarterback position. 
Now, I know what people are going to say. Sonny, you just don't like Blake Bortles. Yes, I don't. I don't, I, I, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about Blake Bortles even seeing the green of a, of a football field. Because this guy is nobody. But right now, when you talk about depth chart, the Rams better do something about it quick. Because grabbing this guy, a veteran, whatever the case may be, he's seen a lot of games, but you look at it. Bortles is making $1 million with the Rams this year. Now, that's far cry from 5.5 as you guys, the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach, or uh, starting quarterback. But he does have over $40 million in career earnings, but that doesn't lead to anything as you went into the AFC Championship game and, you know, you know, crap the bed. I, I, I hate to be rush on this guy, uh, rough on this guy. I really do. But this guy is not a good quarterback. And with all due respect to, to you know, Tom McManus, a couple of years back when we did have him on talking about it, and I read and I typed and I keep up with Tom McManus. This guy was going into last year on a high on the last final games of the season. This guy's Brian Hoyer all over again. And let's be honest, the guy doesn't have what it takes to start on any football team in the NFL. Zero. And if it is that he has to start, it better be because the number one is down. So, what does that do? I don't know. What do the Rams better get a backup quarterback? Because if they're depending on Blake Bortles, this could be a long season, especially if golf goes down early. And that's what I worry about. When you get a Blake Bortles, okay, when you sign this guy, I worry. I, and he is expected to be a backup. I, I all of a sudden have got, you know, you know the, the Red Cross out for Jared Goff. And, and they, they better have their offensive line 100%. Because this guy and the Rams cannot afford to go down. When you have Blake Bortles as your backup. And not only that, the guy goes down at a, the guy is has no toughness whatsoever. In fact, you can, it's like the NBA where you, you accidentally brush someone, they call a file. Uh, a call foul. Instead, in this case, Blake Bortles goes down. You can't touch this. Yeah, exactly. Can't, I mean, this guy doesn't have what it takes to take a team to where they need to be. He doesn't have it. Now, you want to use them in practice and, you know, the backup of the practice, I'm all for it. Let's Listen let's do that. Let's I do it in practice. Player, and we're in here talking about practice. Alan, I mean, it, Alan, listen, we're talking about practice. Alan, not a game, not a game. Alan, not just a game. because we mentioned the we're word practice doesn't practice. mean that we need to hear from you, Alan. 
But I, I'm going to tell you right now, this 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 is uh, this is a case. I you know, the Rams are in a lot of trouble if they if they think this is the answer. So that's huge. Huge news that comes out now. A little bit earlier in the day, the uh, the well, the news is okay. I guess you can say a little bit earlier in the day, depending on what you think is important. Me, as far as what I think for the Philadelphia Eagles, there's a lot of things going on. Okay. But the Eagles right now are going to have to replace Joe Douglas. All right. You lose this guy, but the Eagles lost Howie Roseman in, in the second in command when Joe Douglas agreed to accept the GM for the Jets. And this is a loss for them. Now, I'm not saying Joe Douglas is going to go over and take over the Jets and make them relevant as much as we see with the Eagles. Right? I'm just not going to be able to do that. But since Douglas left, they're going to have to fill that void, guys. And it's an important void to realize. And finding out the right person, the first order of business is making sure you back up your, your, your quarterback. And we talked about it. It's obviously not Blake Bortles. But the depth chart in Philadelphia for the Eagles is so important because you can't get your guy 100% healthy and keep him out on the football field. Just can't do it. And you can talk about it all day long. Carson Wentz right now, this guy is fragile. Now, that also being said, you got Cody Kessler. The guy has a has a stone chin. This guy can take a beat. That's really good. But will he move up in the in, in the run? Because they got Clayton uh, Thorson as the backup, and they got uh, Nate Suffield from San Francisco. These guys are nobody. The only one that makes any sense is Cody Kessler. But really, in reality, if you're the Eagles, you better get something else. Because as much as I love Cody, I've met Cody. Had, I've had conversations with Cody Kessler. Been out there when I was doing that deal with the Dallas Cowboys. And, and a couple years back, he was one of those quarterbacks. Great guy. Doesn't have quarterback skills. So the Philadelphia Eagles have got, and and I know, I've heard people tell me this all the time, Sonny, everybody needs a quarterback. No, they don't. Get quarterbacks that are out there that are stable. Carson Wentz is not one of those. So when Carson Wentz gets hurt, where are the Eagles going to go to? Because they don't have Nick Foles. He's down in Jacksonville. Jacksonville needs to go out and get to Teddy Bridgewater or Philadelphia Eagles. If you need a backup quarterback in the NFL right now, 
the best guy to get is Bridgewater if you could get him. I'm just saying. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before. I've been known to be I've been known to be wrong before. But you you have to understand who you are. And NFL squads have to know who these guys are. And, you know, they will pump out whatever they want you to think they think about guys. But if they're actually dumb enough to think Cody Kessler is the right idea and the answer at the back of quarterback position, Philadelphia, you're in a lot of trouble because I know they say, oh, you can't predict injuries. Yes, you can. And Carson Wentz will go down. Mark my words. Carson Wentz will go down this season because that's who he is. Yes, I know it's been two years. Sonny, you're just all over this. Listen, when you can't stay out on the football field, especially at the most important times of the year and you have to have Nick Foles fill in for you, you are a problem. Jacksonville. They're already in the problem. They got Nick Foles. Nick Foles started off the season and played very well as the starter, so they better figure out what to give this guy. Jacksonville, you better go get Teddy Bridgewater. That's my team. I'm telling them to go get him because they need it. NFL experience, same types of quarterbacks for all three other quarterbacks in that division. Yes, I'm including Andrew Luck because the guy can scramble. Tennessee, Houston, scrambling quarterbacks along with Andrew Luck. Now, they may keep Andrew Luck in the pocket and say, you better take a sack, Jack. We don't need you out there putting yourself out on an island like that. But back to back to the situation at hand, when you talk about the Philadelphia Eagles, they're playing in a division where 10 wins might get you the division. That means that 10 and six record might get you the division. Can Carson Wentz stay healthy for a whole year? Whatever you want to think about the Philadelphia Eagles and where they are as a football team, they have got lots of problems, and especially when they lose this guy. I, I, and, folks, I realize no one knows who Joe – I knew who Joe Douglas was because of the fact of Carson Wentz, and you've got to watch, well, who's in charge, who's doing all this, and I knew where he was. Now, he wasn't the number one guy, but he's going to the Jets. They think of him as something good, right? So whether or not – and by the way, just to let everybody know, Carson Wentz agreed to a four-year extension that's going to keep him the quarterback through 2024, and the new money includes $128 million more than the 107 in guarantees and the $66 million signing agreement. The contract can ultimately be worth $144 million in new money. So Douglas leaving was the smartest thing he ever did. Because the odds are they're not going to get the money worth that. And he needed to get a job before they boot his ass out of there. And hopefully he can re-energize what the Jets 
supposed to be back in the 60s and 70s because they haven't been jacked since the 80s, 90s, and 2000s. But, you know, they kind of screwed up. You know, they did make the playoffs and make a pretty good run, but they turned the whole damn thing around. You know, I, I, I don't know. Mark that. That was the Bills. I'm thinking even the wrong team. How about that? So he goes get the new job after they go and do this. The Philadelphia Eagles made a huge mistake here. And I know, but if it costs you later on next season to sign this extension with this guy, when this guy goes down because of injury, one thing that you can expect is someone having to answer for it. So, while Carson Wentz recently became eligible for the extension, Okay, doesn't mean they had to do it. In fact, they should have waited to see if he could be the guy that they expect him to be for a whole season. And instead, what does Philadelphia do? They go out and sign this guy with more than $100 million more in guaranteed money. And that, now, Granted, they're protecting that money against injuries. Don't get me wrong. They are protecting it. They have a way of doing it, but still you don't want to do it. Just because you want to protect yourself doesn't mean that you hand out the money. So with the extension locked up for Wentz for the future, you know I mean, come on, foreseeable future, this is your guy. Do the Eagles want to buy into that, especially if this guy goes down this year? Jeffrey Lurie. I'm going to tell you right now, is one guy, yes, sometimes when you find a good quarterback, you got to hang on to him. And I get it. But why commit to a guy too early? We already seen what happens at the running back position when you uh, do it a little bit too early, Todd Gurley, in the, new, uh, in the Rams. What are they doing here? So right now, when you sign this guy, you talk about this guy, okay, through 2000, at least 2022. And if this guy goes down year after year after year after year after year after year, how many times does that have to happen before you go, hmm, might not be the best thing to do? And that having been said, If you're a Dallas Cowboys fan and you're looking at what's going on as far as your quarterback, Dak Prescott, that just helped. That just put more money back in the pocket and reality of the Dallas Cowboys because that money is not near the monies that we're talking about, that people were talking about weeks and weeks before. One thing to have a great quarterback, and I get it, and I know what this caliber this guy can be, but until he can prove it for a full season in the NFL, they they listen. The Eagles are the Eagles lose it. The Giants are loving it, and the Dallas Cowboys are loving it too. Because if this guy cannot stay off of the injured list, the three other teams in this division have a shot. Right now, Dallas—it's their division to lose. Washington—they don't—you know—they got their situation. We'll talk about that. But I'm going to tell you right now: when you go back and you look at the signing of this 
they are going to kick themselves later on. You don't do this kind of thing. And I know, I get it. I also know there's certain guys that are saying, yeah, you know, maybe we should, you know, you should get, you should get the guys money. But I'm going to tell you straight out, if you take a look at the polls, the fans aren't buying in on this either. They are saying that 62% of the vote out there for people who have actually take time to vote, 62% of them saying the Eagles are going to regret that. While almost 40% says, no, it's going to be great for them. Those are big numbers, and then there's numbers that are not in there. I don't know. It looks like a win-win for the Eagles, and, you know, I, I get it. 100 more million in guarantees is great for the player. It's great for the team. But now when you look at the grand scope of things and you're seeing it, you know, the new money averaging $32 million is pretty high considering that Wentz hasn't played for the whole season. And just looking at the new monies of metrics that are out there, Russell Wilson with $35 million. Ben Roethlisberger, 34, and Aaron Rodgers at 32. So the Wentz deal is pretty aggressive for a team that is really not really aggressive when you're talking about money. The Eagles right now, they believe they can save millions of dollars on the back end of this deal, but if this guy keeps getting hurt, how will it go? What's going to happen? I'm not a fan of the extension, but I'll, if there's a guy out there that can prove me, <coughs> prove me, <coughs> prove me, <coughs> prove me wrong, I hope it's Carson Wentz. Because the guy has got some skills. Let's let's be honest. I mean, he was on the shot for for getting out squared away and being the league MVP for before he got hurt. I don't know. Eagles got a lot, a lot to team to do. So, see what happens. I don't know. There's a lot of work in for Philadelphia. So that's just one of the big rumors that are out there, as far as the NFL. Uh, Joe Douglas going over to the Jets. That'll be an interesting position. They sign him and then Joe bolts. Yeah. <laughs> I better get a job because the signing is going to cost me. And very well it should. But it's really interesting. But you go to Dak Prescott, especially here for my locals, okay? And listen, the talks that are going on are useless, by the way. They're so far apart in the talks as far as that's concerned. Now, if we if the Dallas Cowboys don't watch it, they're going to piss this guy off. Listen, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, you can't afford to piss Dak, Dak Prescott off. I'm sorry, you can't. Okay? Because I'll sit here and I'm going to tell you right now, Dak Prescott's a better quarterback than Tony Romo ever was as far as results. And we can 
can talk about numbers later on when it's all said and done. Dak will be ahead of them. I know he will. But there is growing concern that you, you take a look at it. The base pay for Dak Prescott is six hundred thirty thousand in two thousand eighteen to just over two million this year. Okay, so he got a million and a half bump. Really? Your best quarterback that you've had in years, and you're only going to bump him for a million and a half. Well, that's what the contract does read. But when you're talking extension in this guy, you can say whatever you want. But Ezekiel Elliott, who led the league in rushing, makes Dak Prescott even that much more valuable. And then you add the fact that they get Amari Cooper and they can actually work together. You better pay this guy. This guy's proven. This guy's gotten your team to the playoffs twice. And the and the playoff win, which Tony Romo didn't do forever. Right now, Prescott is looking at a massive contract that at, at least Carson Wentz numbers. Okay? At least. So then you gotta ask the question. Why Dallas can't offer him that kind of cash? Or is can they, they can't do it or they just won't? I don't know. Listen, you can look at Dak Prescott all you want. This guy may not throw over 30 touchdowns in a year, but who gives a flip if they're winning football games here in Dallas? Listen, I'm not a Dallas Cowboy fan. I'm telling you, you better keep this guy. I mean, he's surely doing more than Carson Wentz has done. Now, the the Eagles had the Super Bowl, but it wasn't because of Carson Wentz. So when you look at it, all right, and you see these kinds of things, listen, this guy's a $30 million quarterback, and if they drop the ball, they are making a huge mistake in Dallas. So... When this whole thing went down, you've seen the numbers. Dak Prescott is a $31 million man. And if they – listen, we can sit here and talk all you want about should they get it, should they not. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it talks about Dak Prescott and you don't want to get it, that's what he's going to say. You want to? You only give me what twenty five million dollars? Really? He will pull, and the Dallas Cowboys will be in a lot of trouble. Now he's here for that 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 rookie contract. Okay, he's going to take the two million and be a professional. But this dude will fly away at the first opportunity that he gets. Remember, he was a fourth round draft pick. All right, so he wasn't first round where they can keep him for five years. They can only keep him for four. This guy will bolt. And the Dallas Cowboys, then you can start all over unless you go out and get a proven veteran, which you never do. Dallas Cowboys are in a very close position of screwing up their 2021 season or 2020 season. So. Say whatever you want, Dallas Cowboy fans. You better you better get up on the horn, and you better start talking to the people who are in charge of the thing, and you better get this guy squared down. 
Because when you don't do it, and then you're not making the playoffs, and then you're asking what's going on with the Dallas Cowboys, you know, listen, they got the worst possible coach that they can have with Jason Garrett, okay? But simple fact of the matter is, is that these talks are not they're not even close right now, guys. Because of the listen, and, and if you do not show this young cat a proper, you know, this guy will be gone. I promise you. So, what, whether it, 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 you know, by the way, they got uh, a clean Kubiak, just in case that's Gary Gary Kubiak's son, okay, you know, on, on staff here. I kind of like that pick, just by the way. But with everything that's going on down here, I, I just want you to keep in mind just a couple of things. Number one, Dallas Cowboys are in a lot of trouble with Ezekiel Elliott because the NFL, back on the 27th of May, was talking about investigating Ezekiel Elliott's incident in Las Vegas, which we talked about up on this show. And just because the person didn't go, you know, file charges against him don't mean the NFL won't go after this guy. Now, you can see you and talk about, oh, you know, Dallas Cowboys. Oh, they're just picking on the Cowboys. No, if the Dallas Cowboys picked more people like Dak Prescott than Zeke, Ezekiel Elliott, they wouldn't be talking about what they got to do about it, okay? Character matters in the NFL. And I will tell you right now, if the Dallas Cowboys looked at character and had character guys like they did on Dak Prescott, we wouldn't be talking about this. Dak Prescott would be getting his money, and then we're sitting right here. But Jerry Jones says he doesn't see any consequences for for this situation. I got news for you, Jerry. You might be wrong. Now, if if Jerry Jones thinks the NFL will bow down to him, I got news for you. They won't. Because they've proven that they don't give a rip of what he thinks. And put him on the back burner on a lot of stuff. But I'm going to tell you right now, with Ezekiel Elliott being suspended for what he did and then turning around doing what he did in Las Vegas, of course this guy's going to be under investigation, and rightfully so. Guy's a punk. Yeah, I said it. He's a punk. Every time you let Ezekiel Elliott get away with his BS, and that's what it is, guys, you just open the door for more problems instead of having guys like Dak Prescott. Who do you want to pay $30 million to? You want to give to Ezekiel Elliott the pain in the ass that he is off the football field? Or give it to a guy that you know eats standing yogurt and is just spotless off the football field and also, well, by the way, wins your football game. Those Cowboys are in a situation right now where they're about ready to blow 2019-2020 up because, they're, they, they, because they can't get out of their own way. And because the simple fact that they're not showing it. And and Dak Prescott is saying, you know, hey. What it means to me, baby. And Dean White was so. And and Dallas Cowboys is really so. They are making knucklehead moves. And they should have solidified this contract with this young cat a couple months ago before the price gets where it is now. So they have dropped the ball there. Okay? Now, when you look at this, okay, as far as this football team is, Dallas Cowboys do need to keep Amari Cooper on this football team. And the guy that's really affecting that is a Julio Jones. 
And the reason why he is affecting that, just to let you know, right now they're in contract negotiations with Julio Jones. Okay, these talks right now are going to affect a guy like Amari Cooper, who is on a one-year deal here with the Dallas Cowboys, and they want it, if they want to solidify Amari Cooper, they better see some of these numbers that they're talking about and better get an offer over to him. Hope he jumps. Because I will tell you that if you take away Amari Cooper, that Prescott might have a problem, but that Prescott will still get you to the, 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 the playoffs. And without Amari Cooper, he was going to be worth $35 million next year if you don't tie this thing down. Give him his $30 million or his $31 million instead of $35 after that's all said and done. And if, if the Cowboys really care about saving money, and that's going to be the big one. But I will tell you right now, Julio Jones and his number, that's going to affect what Amari Cooper's going to get. And Cooper may not have as much call to get paid what a Julio Jones will be there, but he will get 90% of it. I mean, you think about this. Julio Jones is 30 years old this year. Mark Cooper's only 25. Can we talk? Seriously. If you're the Dallas Cowboys and you're looking at what your future is all about, you got Dak Prescott, young guy. Except, can we talk? You have you have Amari Cooper. They they could be they could be the bestest buddies of throwing the ball down the football field. You got the best offensive line, arguably one of the best running backs in the league if he can hit the field. The Dallas Cowboys right now are in a situation where they don't want to get out of their own way of being stupid. But since when though? At the same time, I guess I got to ask when when have the Dallas Cowboys not been stupid? Last smart thing they did is got Jerry Jones drunk and offered out that money to Tony Rump. So, that being said, Dallas Cowboy fans, you, I'm going to tell you right now, you need to you need to get up on them, and you need to find out because right now you do what you do, okay? The, you know, contract extensions and everything else. Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott, quote unquote, are on the same page. But I'm I'm going to tell you right now, the Dallas Cowboys will either hit a home run or they'll just pop it up. And they have been known to do that over the years, and, and because they just don't know how to get out of their own way. So watch out, Dallas Cowboys fans. You say whatever you want. And by the way, if the Dallas Cowboys do get Travis Frederick, that's even going to be better. I hope they do get him. But that security guard incident in Las Vegas, that's not going to go away as much as the Dallas Cowboys in the NFL want to rub that up underneath the, the rug. It's not going to go away, and they're going to have to answer to it. And the fact that the Dallas Cowboys are in a stalemate on talking with their number one wide receiver when you are dealing with your quarterback, you're going to take away his number one target? Crazy. Remember, they paid, they paid, they paid Randy Gregory. I, and So, you know, listen, I, I don't know. Dallas Cowboys, will they get out of their own way? I don't know. But we can talk about that all day long. Now, 
there, just just so that you know, and, and and this is because we don't have Cuervo here. He probably would have been on top of this better than I did. But once I found out that we weren't going to get Cuervo in here, I went to guys. Now there, now this is there's a major development right now regarding Tyree Hill and his case that happened yesterday. It was reported that there were no active investigations into the into to Hill right now. No active investigation. So it appears that the leaked audio from the Hill threatening his fiance wasn't enough to reopen the case. Now, my mind tells me, what are you guys? It just goes to show. It's just one of these things where you are who you are. And they would probably go after you or me, but they don't go after Tyreek Hill. I don't know. I don't know what you need to do. I don't know. I don't know what – I mean, I listened to that audio tape, how you don't go against this guy. I don't know. The authorities in Kansas City need to get their head, heads out of their asses. They really do. Because this is really simple. When you talk Tyreek Hill and what he does, Never mind to humanity or his family. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. And that's what he is. But the simple fact of the matter is when you talk NFL players and star players, it's all about the money. Guys got to pay a fine, be done with it. And here's another joke. Okay, another joke, just to let you know, all right? Oh, I, the whole situation regarding that, the girlfriend's going to hang out as well on the other one, you know? The fact of the matter is, is that... <laughs> this, yeah, the girl is going to stay. Why is that? It's really simple. There's not going to be any brushback from the woman. I know. I don't know. So we'll we'll, we'll get to that one. Ezekiel, Tyreek, you know, guys that are getting in trouble. I mean, Roger Goodell is really a busy guy. What is he going to do about it? Is he going to take it to the next level regarding Ezekiel and Tyreek Hill? He should. Will he? I don't know. So it's huge. But also, just to let everybody know, you know, when you're a guy that's got to make these decisions, I don't feel, I don't feel bad for Roger Goodell at all. When you pull forty-two million dollars a year, these are the decisions you're getting paid to do. Okay, so I don't feel bad for him whatsoever. Make the decision, but make the right one. Don't let the NFL be known as, you know, the National Convict League because that's what's happening here. And you, by not taking the steps to ensure that you've got a good product that has a clean product, that having been set down. Speaking of clean product, and you can say whatever you want about this thing. You can say whatever you want about the AAF. Now, folks, remember the implosion of the AAF, Okay. 
they, by the way, they did that in a complete kaboom, right? I mean, they get a new owner and the owner closes it down. All right, that's how bad. And the owner goes, God, I bought into this crap. Are you serious? Um, so the simple thing is, and, and I don't know. You you've got to when you look at what the AAF has done and what they tried to do. The simple fact of the matter is, is that you didn't put yourself in a position to be successful because of your, your the way that you had everything going. Where's the sponsorship of it? And the difference between like a league like the AAF, the AAF was playing on a national level, more so than, let's say, champions indoor football. Champions indoor football is not needing the major sponsors that it takes in order to put something on NFL channel. We don't. Obviously, we're on Pluto TV. But with the implosion of the AAF, that doesn't mean that people are not talking about what could end up happening regarding Vince McMahon's new XFL. They are supposed to start up early next year, and they've already made some really big hires. If you keep your eyes out there, you, you, you can see them. And they're filling up rosters with some names that you might have heard of. Landry Jones. All right. He's out there. Christine Michael. Okay. Trevor Boykin. Lance Dunbar. I've heard of Lance Dunbar. He's low here. Connie Ely. Mod Dixon. These are some of the names that they're talking about showcasing in the XFL. Now, listen, guys, don't get me wrong. I know these guys are not your eight number ones, but they, listen, I've heard of them. And if you go by the tweet, and that there's a tweet out there of, of, of Casey Williams. He sent out a tweet uh, saying that he's going to try out for the Houston team. And not only that, there's some other teams that are talking about out there. There's other guys out there. Oh, Oh, there's a young man that was right here in Texas, played for the Red Raiders, uh, blew his chance over in Cleveland, went up to Canada, couldn't follow the rules of his probation. Yeah, Johnny Football. Now, here's where my understanding when this first came out, because I watched the press conference and Vince McMahon said that they weren't going to have people with criminal records. I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I mean, really, I, I, I don't want, I don't want to sound like a horrible guy here, but when you're Vince McMahon and, and you want to go ahead and say, listen, we're going to have a league, but we're going to have, if you have a criminal record, you're not going to make it in our league or be a part of our league. <laughs> it's, listen, it's almost impossible. But look out for that. Daryl Moose Johnson, okay, he's the player and director of player personnel for the Dallas franchise. He was also the GM of the San Antonio Commanders in the AAF, so he's he's got experience within these leagues. Most players in the AAF and the, are are looking to get into the XFL, just for the fact that they lost their contracts and things of that sort. So. Say whatever you want. Daryl Moose Johnson, by the way, wants to be an NFL GM one day, and that's that's according to our buddy John Machada. Eleven years of his pro career with Dallas Cowboys as a fullback, 
winning three Super Bowls, okay? The resident was there, made the Pro Bowl twice, okay? Then a lot in broadcasting with Fox, okay? So the, the guy knows what he's doing. He was doing a good job and saying just that whole thing imploded. You want about that? That's some good stuff going on out there, and you're gonna have to keep up it. So, Dallas Cowboys got a lot to look out, and we'll look out for the XL. So, lots of stuff going right here on here in Dallas. But then you have to ask some other news that are out there, some of the other stuff that's going on in the NFL. I'm not gonna to get to what I want to be able to get to all day long, but there are no contract extensions for the Viking. Uh, Kenzie Alexander. I'm going to tell you right now, this one is going to be a problem. All right? The Vikings were looking to lock up, you know, the guy from 2016 defensive end, Stephen Woodley. Okay? Non-first round draft in 2016, set to be free agents after this season. They want to try to get Stephen Woodley, but the question is, is there's been no contract extensions for Mackenzie Alexander, and Alexander is a cornerback Listen, was much earlier draft than Worthy, okay? Now, with Alexander with the 54th pick out of Clemson in 2016, this guy's going to generate a lot of interest from a lot of teams. And if the Vikings don't pack this guy down, they're a lot of trouble because, let's be honest, their, their offense has been stagnant and their defense have been the superstars of the team. And as of right now, you know, you got your first rounders that are going to be looking to get more money. Got Wayans, Hughes, and Rhodes all supposedly ahead of Alexander, and that'd be a mistake. So, up in the north, in the NFC, you got to make these right moves. And again, we're talking about some of the some of the situations. You know, as far as where the strength of your team are, you better sign the strength of your team. So you got to watch out for that. So, by the way, uh, Chester Rogers played the big role for the Indianapolis Colts, you know. I doesn't look like it's going to be the case in 2019. Might not even be on the team. And I'm going to tell you right now, this would be a big, 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 big. In case I, in case I didn't tell you how big it is, could be a big problem for that. The Colts at T.Y. Hilton last year. Okay, and then they started moving guys around. Devin Funches, big contract. Paris Campbell in the seventh round, second round. Okay, so now with Hilton, Funches, Campbell, and uh, Deion Kane looking to lock their contract on the outside looking in could be wide receiver Chester Rogers. And, and listen, say whatever you want about Chester Rogers. That guy. Let's be honest, no one heard of this guy until Andrew Luck started getting the ball. So when you look at Rodgers, okay, he's not going to have an easy path to get back even on his own team because of money situation. Back in March, the, the Colts, you know, they had him in a second-round uh, draft pick level, okay? And they were going to lose him to another team. He was set to make $3.1 million this year. And then the fact of the matter is that might be too steep for Indianapolis, and that would be a damn shame. 50, uh, 53 catches, 485 yards, two touchdowns. 
but he was also coming into his game towards the end of the season when they were going on that playoff run. He became valuable. But when you looked at the Indianapolis Colts, if you looked at anything about them, your question was defensively, what are they going to do? And they have to take care of the defensive side of the ball. He could be on the outside looking in. Ray Farmer, GM job for the Texans? Who knows? I don't know. But former Ray Farmer, in case you didn't know, he was the former GM of the Browns. Done a pretty damn good job in reality. So he's going to get that GM position because Texas got rid of their deal. But when you look at Farmer, as he spent that season as the assistant GM before Jimmy Hazlitt promoted him, you got to look at what some of the things that happened, okay? The 2014 draft, okay? Just, uh, Justin Gilbert, Johnny Manziel. Neither have played since 2016. So if you're the Texans, you can't forget that. Okay? Then two years... He was not supposedly on on track with neither one of those two picks. He is on record stating that. So that is a good thing for him because of obviously since they haven't played since 2016, he's saying, look, I told you I was right. And he's on record, guys. He's stated straight out. So that, as far as Farmer is concerned, has an opportunity in, tax, in Houston to bring that down. So you got to look at that. It'll be interesting to see where that ends up because I think that could be a very interesting story later on. Going to Washington, Trent Williams. Now, Trent Williams is one of my favorite players because he's had, he had enough stones to smack up one of the Legion of Bungholes right across his face. And, there's, and I play it every once in a while just so I can watch it. But Trent Williams has not been with the team for the OTAs in the minicamp. And it's reported to be unhappy with the organization to the point where he wants to leave. And I will tell you right now, as far as what the the Redskins are concerned, they can't afford to lose this guy. Now, I know they're thinking, this guy's been in this 10 years. And the handling of the medical situations that he had gone through. And then you think about the situation as far as his health is concerned, he's not happy with it. The medical situations that have been brought up, and he was one of the reasons why. It's the reason why the seven-time Pro Bowler is holding out right now from his contract. Whoa, we got some big noise going on outside. Sounds like a train. We don't. Oh yeah, we do have a. We do have railroad trucks, so it is a train. Sorry about that. But here's the thing. The Redskins extended Williams in the 2015 season for a five-year $66 million, made him the highest NFL uh, tackle in the NFL. But you look at his roles and you look at what he's done, it's been diminished big time. So 31-year-old, been in the league for 10 years, Um. You look at the numbers also, still sits seventh among active tackles 
at $13.3 million, and $24 million remains on the contract. Two more years. But the contract that the Raiders gave Trent Brown, that whole situation changed the whole marketplace on offensive linemen, and, of course, he wants more money. Bruce Allen, I don't know if he's going to bend a break at that time because of the type of contract that he did sign with Trent Williams at the time. And with his skill set diminishing, I don't think that really you look at Trent Williams and think that that's going to be good for him moving on. I just don't see it. So you're going to have to watch out for Trent Williams and what's going on. Guys, watch out for the, the talks for the Dallas Cowboys. Some other news that is going to be going on out there, we'll talk about them next week on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We did two hours here today. Usually we do three. That's because Cuervo usually kicks it in there for us. I talk more than him usually. <laughs> so I got my two hours in like I'm supposed to. Cuervo wasn't here, so we couldn't give you three hours. Actually, we spread it up pretty good. But that's it for the Couch Potato Sports Show. More news. We'll keep track of the NFL. Of course, that's the stuff that's going on. Don't forget Rowlett Eagles varsity football that's going to be heading our way. Don't forget about that. So look out as we move on. So that's going to do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports Show today. Make sure you join us next Sunday. Keep your eyes and ears open for some of the news that is heading out in the NFL, NBA, and all that good stuff. We'll cover it all next week. Sorry about the mute there in the NHL, but this one's going to be good. We'll watch it. 4 o'clock, look out for champions indoor footballs. The Liberty is on the road to take on the Wichita Force. Then, of course, you can watch the Blues try to bring home the Stanley Cup championship uh, tonight on their home ice. Will they be able to do it? That's going to be a big, big, big question. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch that. Okay. Also, don't forget, you got the NBA Finals that we're going to be covering as well. Okay. So we got the NBA. We have the NHL. The big question is, is will the Blues be able to get it done if they got to go to Boston? I just don't think so. We'll, we will find that out. Everybody, I hope you have a great Sunday. We'll catch you next Sunday here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as the Sunday morning tradition kicks off at noon, noon to 3 next Sunday. We'll check you then. I'm Sonny Clark, the hardest working man sports radio. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye.